Hey everybody, welcome to episode 222 of the Might Me Podcast. Two, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a better intro than this. Well, I'm not going to say better. Such a better intro. It was probably a worse intro than this, but it was different. Oh, it would have been technically worse because yeah, something been worse. was wrong. Yeah, because it wasn't recording Dylan. And the good news is, is that we realized that Dylan wasn't getting recorded like two and a half minutes into the podcast as opposed so to like, hours. yeah, an hour and a half in and we'd just go, oh no, oh no, no. That would, I would have, I would have dubbed in all my, I would have, you sent me to the thing, I'll just dub in <laughs> God, all that the, been the empty awesome. spaces. <laughs> Dylan ADRs the, weird, the yeah. podcast. But also like kind of improv. <laughs> no, it'll actually just be commentary. <laughs> It'd be like a weird episode of like Mystery Science Theater 3000. <laughs> I can get behind that. Anyway, uh, we're going to talk about some video games today, including a bunch of Switch news. Did you actually watch the direct, Dylan? I watched it. I also watched the uh, entire Baldur's Gate 3, what did they call it? Presentation. Oh, they had a stupid name for it. Um, that game looks dope though, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> This is really bad. I totally forgot what it was. It's, okay. it's like you something watch, from hell too. You watch like a bunch of Baldur's Gate stuff. Yeah. And the I guy was the in armor like, and they had audio problems and the chat could not contain themselves. It's like, yo, they know. They know <laughs> they're, they're trying to fix it. Stop spamming the chat, please. I, I watched someone play that game for like an hour one time and I'm like, this game looks so incredible. And then I also realized that first of all, it's probably going to be like another Divinity game. Or it's going to be like 120 hours of my life. Oh, yeah. It's massive. Um, but God, it looks good. I'm just waiting for it to come out of early access because I'm not going to play an early access yeah. role-playing game. Yeah, the, and there's some pretty substantial changes. They said, not to go on too much of a tangent, but they made 15,000 changes so Holy far. Cow. And the, the fourth patch they're releasing like later today, there's 15,000 more changes. So they've literally done Dang. more to the game with this patch than they've done collectively in the last because it's been four months in early access i think That's and they're awesome. putting out like a new class today so you can play as a druid and they were showing off the wild shape so you could just like turn into a polar bear it's it's pretty cool i've never wanted to play a game more than i've wanted to play this <laughs> game now that sounds amazing yeah i'm excited about that uh we're gonna talk about microsoft doing some cool stuff with accessibility uh experts backwards compatible is actually backwards compatibility i don't know like i talk about that like that's a service they offer but in fact it is just games on your xbox new play old xbox games and they're better now yay uh you can update your games while you sleep with this new little app uh for your pc which is kind of nice if you don't leave your computer on all the time uh xcloud is coming soon to ios we've talked about this before but we've got a little bit more to talk about including some i don't know this got announced and a couple of people made some comments about it and all of a sudden i like had this like explodey brain thing about some cool stuff you could do with xcloud that i kind of hope is possible we'll talk about that um stadia is literally writing punchlines about its own service now in their announcements. I can't wait to talk about this with you guys. You're going to love this. Uh, we got questions from Vinny, Princess Megan, R. Deacon, Princess Megan again? I don't know if we're allowing that, but I guess we will. And uh, my delightful son, Triple Triple 88. Uh, free games from Epic Games, free games from Game Pass. Uh, a couple of folks in Troll Corner, including the Six Days in Fallujah developers. Um... <laughs> And Stadia, because God, Stadia, come on, guys. Get, get it all together. Uh, but first, we're going to talk about which games we're playing. Uh, Dylan, do you want to go first, man? Um, I've put a lot of time into Immortals, Is um, that, as I talked about last week. That's Phoenix Immortals, right? Yeah, Phoenix Rising. Yeah. I 
did not write the whole name in the That's notes. okay. I just want to make um, sure that's what you were actually talking about. Because I keep yeah. hearing people say, like, oh, I really want to play Immortals, or Immortals is really cool. And I'm like, that's that Ubisoft Zelda game, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know hey, why they really dog. needed to, to have, like, a colon Phoenix Rising. Like, I don't know why games do that. Yeah. I don't I, know. I don't know. I, like, it's can fine. we... Let's take a poll. So the full name of this game is... Immortals Phoenix Rising. Gods and Monsters is a way better title, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. I just, I just want to make sure that we, I, we were all together on that. It just, I, it's, I guess to me it's like... It sounds like a sequel. Yeah, right? <laughs> but it's not. Absolutely. I I, and I think uh, that every time anyone puts a colon in a video... I mean, unless you're uh, like a, a Warhammer thing, in which case I just expect two, yeah. there to be two colons in. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it's kind of dumb. I, but I noticed I they the dropped cool. end times off of Vermintide too. I think, <laughs> which is probably for the, for for better. I love it. Um, what uh, What do you think about Immortals? You've been playing a lot of it, so I presume it's good. Yeah, I th- I think I'm almost forty hours into Dang. it. Um, I've getting close to have done all of the extra thing is like i'm doing all the vaults and the the puzzles and the things and the doodads um so i think i'm i think i'm pretty far like i could have easily knocked out the the story parts if i wanted to but i I actually enjoy most of the puzzles some of them are a little weird um like one is like one of the challenges that you frequently do is like shoot the arrow that you get to control in like POV. You could go into POV arrow mode oh, that's and like cool. you, you're the arrow and you, f- yeah. you fly through rings um, while it's on fire and you have to light all the rings and then light the, the beacon at the end kind of thing and it unlocks a door or whatever. Sure. But in one particular puzzle, it's like the puzzle was just moving boxes out of the way. Like, you're in this vault where everything's about boxes. So, you have to do all these things with boxes, like put the boxes on the buttons and then use the boxes to get to higher platforms to ex- access other boxes. But sure. then, like, the third wing of the challenge was like move the boxes out of the way to shoot the arrows through the thing. And I was like, this is kind of weird. Like, it's not really a puzzle, it's just me moving boxes out of the way. But it was equally frustrating because they were the there's different kinds of boxes. So there's like stone, which can break if you throw it. And then there's like metal, which is indestructible, but it's heavy. So you can't jump with it. And then there's like shoddy nailed together wood crates that if you so much as breathe on them, they break. Um, So you're moving these shoddy nailed together boxes around near spikes. And if you just accidentally like bump the spike, it just like shatters and you have to like, and it'll respawn where it was. Mm-hmm. So you have to like, okay, I'm going to go move that box again. So it just became me playing moving company to like mm-hmm. shoot arrows through a ring. And I was like, this puzzle wasn't like, most of them are really good. And there's a couple that it's like moving boxes out of the way. Isn't really a puzzle. Um, there wasn't really anything you had to figure out. You just had to like move them to a different platform, which I found really odd, especially because most of the other stuff is actually like really, I felt really clever. Almost never do you, are you like totally stumped, but everyone's sure. like, oh, that's actually pretty cool. And there's also times I think where there's not necessarily one solution of the puzzle. Like I've definitely figured out how to get around a puzzle 
without actually doing it a few times, which is kind of interesting that yeah. I think, I don't know if that was necessarily intended or it's just a matter of the environment that you're able to do something that's not quite intended, um, which I think is actually kind of cool. It's like yeah. um, being able to kind of cheat the puzzle, but I mean, it's completely fair within the, the context of the game. It's not like you like warped through a wall and just like yeah. hit the button. Um, but overall the games, I mean, it's, it is really solid and um, it really does show how good breath of the wild could have been. Could have been. <laughs> <laughs> not that, I mean, a lot of people enjoyed it, but like this game literally does exactly what I wanted that game to do. Um, and it's kind of sad. <laughs> I'm excited to try it. I'm I like, I'm trying to get through, like I've got like a small backlog. Like I mean, I, obviously I have a monstrous backlog like looming over me at all times. But I have like a a small self imposed backlog of games that I actually want to play. <laughs> I um, I enjoy your like sort of Damocles, but of video games. It's it's very big and very scary, Colby. You have no idea. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, I, I very much would like to to give that one a try, but I figure by the time I it's going to be like perfect because by the time I get around to playing it, it's going to be like twenty dollars too. So it's going to be it's going to be good. I'm excited. Uh, you want to talk about uh, your stuff, Cole? I will tell you, Colby's playing a game called Bartlow's Dread Machine, and that's the best title for a video game I've ever heard. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, so I've been playing Crashlands. Crashlands is still pretty damn amazing. Um, Haven't beat it yet though. No, I'm like. 25 hours in I want to say That's and I think bad. it's probably like a 30 to maybe 32 hour game um, I'm I'm on the last like there's it's separated into three lands and I'm sure. on the third land I'm about halfway through that one um, it's so good um, like I'm, I won't say like if you like um, Stardew Valley that you would like it but I think if you liked like Terraria or yeah. maybe to an extent Minecraft Actually, literally the review right here is that it strikes the perfect balance between Don't Starve and Minecraft. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's just real fun. Um, It's written real well. Um, Much like those games where you're like, this seems like this will get boring because you're kind of doing the same thing. You're just basically finding materials so you can build better things, so you can kill things to get their materials to build better things. Mm -hmm. It hasn't dragged. Um uh, unfortunately, at 22 hours in, my kid got scared of it. So um, I'm Sorry, I currently, laugh at that, but. yeah, I'm currently having to play it uh, while she's asleep, which is kind of um, put a put a little bit of a plug in how quickly I'm going to beat it. But yeah, you know, yeah. did you know the yeah. name of the developer of that game is Butterscotch, Butterscotch shenanigans? shenanigans? Yep. I, did you know that Butterscotch Shenanigans retweeted my tweet talking about how great their game was? Oh my goodness. I know. I did not know I that. I know. Yeah. Um, then I played Bartlow's Dread Machine, which I, I know I've said this before, but like, have you ever played a game where you're like, I don't know how I'm going to describe this on Wednesday. It's so weird. Like, I've watched a video of it and I still don't know how I would describe it. <laughs> it's a twin stick shooter on rails. But but not like you not think like you can't rails. say that because it's not it's not rails like a like Mul- weird shooting game. rails. It's like literally in the play field in the ground there are rails that your character like it's almost like the entire thing's taking place inside like a like a penny arcade kind yeah, of game. Yeah, it is. It, yeah. That's Bartlow's Dread Machine. Yeah. And 
um, uh, President Roosevelt has been kidnapped by anarcho-Satanists. Yeah, of um, course. And you have to rescue him as like the only like Secret Service agent left. Um, and yeah, there's like little you're you're like a little Robot? guy. No, because no. It's, it's like a puppet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess um, that's true. Yeah. And you you can go on these rails, and the bad guys are also on these rails, so you've got to shoot them. It's real interesting. Um, like, it's really good, but, like, I don't know. There's just, like, a few, like, it doesn't handle quite like I want it yeah. to and stuff. So, like, it's really good, but it's not, like, that, like, great. Um, but it's still really fun, and I picked it sure. up for, like, I don't know, four bucks. Um and it's definitely worth that, you know. It, it's just like a, it's a really good idea, and it's a very interesting like style. Yeah, it looks um, cool. Yeah, and uh, then I played Wilmot's Warehouse, which is a puzzle game where <laughs> you get little boxes, um, and. You have to arrange those boxes in your warehouse and you have like two, you know, you'll get a shipment of these boxes and like, you know, I think you get like probably 40 boxes, I want to say. And, you know, it may be that two of them are the same and then a row of them are the same. And you've got to move these boxes to a place where you can like arrange them. You um, organize you can, those boxes. Yeah, you organize those boxes for the two minute timer and then your st- door i guess or the warehouse opens up and customers come in and say like i want four of these things and you know another one's like i want two of these things and you've got to you know go and get your boxes and bring them to them and it's it was a real fun game for 45 minutes um it was like one of those games like oh this is kind of fun and i played it for about 45 minutes i'm like there is no way in hell i'm going to play this for nine hours yeah like there's no way i'm probably going to play this like if it was a three hour game um, I'm like, I can do that. And also I think it's it, much like this and the next game I'm going to talk about. I think it would be way better on a computer. Yeah. Um, I, I think with like a, a mouse and keyboard, it works a lot better. I, I felt like the controller just didn't quite have, it didn't work quite the way I wanted it to. Um, it's on game pass and totally give it a try because maybe I'm just not giving it enough of a try, but like I, I literally got like 45 minutes in and I was like, that was fun, but I think I'm done. Yeah, um, it's published by Finji, and I generally think they do kind of—they're a cool company. So give yeah, a shot, you know. Well, and it, it's definitely like it's a, like it's a real interesting idea, um, and and it uh, it it was fun, but it's just like one of those things that like I cannot imagine, even if I was playing it in like forty-five minute like you know kind of things, playing it for nine yeah. hours. Nah. Um, like it seemed like you know. If it was two or three hours, I'd be like, yeah, I'll beat this. But I can't imagine playing it for, you know, three times that length. But um, then I played either Mechorama or Mikorama. I have no idea. Um, it's a game It was released, like, I think it was released a couple weeks ago on Xbox. Um, and it is one of those, like, kind of puzzle games that you have to turn. Yeah, like um, Toad's treasure thing. Sure, I have no idea what you're talking about. What's that? What's that game called, Dylan? You know the one I'm talking about, Toad's Treasure Hunt. Uh, Captain Toad, Toad Treasure Tracker. There you go. Sure. That or like Fez. Yeah, and yeah, where you turn and you're solving the puzzles by you know turning and walking, and it was fun, but like 
one I don't think it handled very well. It was another one where I'm like, if I could like mouse and click, I think this would work a lot better. But like having to like move that and click just didn't work for me. Um, I think I finally gave up. There was a puzzle where I just like, I'm like, I could probably do this, but like, I feel like I just don't have like, if, if maybe you could just like lock onto a block because it's all just blocks that you're walking on. Like if you could lock onto blocks and go like, you know, one flip over and it would go to the next block. Like, I feel like that would work, but because you're having to scroll, like I kept like scrolling just like a little past and like the clicking on the block is kind of hit or miss whether it you know goes like oh you clicked right on that box or it's like oh well you clicked on the kind of front of that and so we you know you can't walk there so we just won't walk and um it was it was real good until like the puzzles became a little bit more difficult and then it was like this just doesn't quite handle the way i want it to for me to be doing these more difficult puzzles yeah um but i only paid like 250 for it so i'm not like too sad about you know only putting an hour into it but uh like i said it's one of those games that feels like if it was on computer and you could click on it with a mouse and keyboard again would work so much better yeah and i did but, not mean fez i meant monument valley but yeah, whatever I, I haven't played either of those so monument valley is pretty good on ios i mean it, it exists in other places too but it's <laughs> it's a pretty good game um i i think those kind of games are always really fun for me for about an hour and then they get mm-hmm. too hard like i yeah and that's kind of like how this one, like I said, it was just that it got kind of like it got hard and like not because it was more difficult, but be, just because like it didn't feel like it was handling correctly. Yeah. Did you ever so, play uh, Elo Milo like yeah. back in the day? I always thought Elo Milo was a pretty cool game. Had some yeah. Kind of yeah. fun soundtrack stuff going on too. So yeah. I don't know. Uh, is that it? That is all you've played. Um this week, I played more of the medium. I actually really thought I was going to finish it, but I played a lot of another game instead. And uh, it's still good. I'm like three quarters of the way, maybe a little more than three quarters of the way through it. It's still not very spooky, and it still has a giant boss character that I hate. Um, but like the story is really good. It's, you know, it's... I think the thing that's going to be a bummer when I finish the medium is I'm going to go, I'm going to get done with the medium and go like, yeah, that was a game that was <laughs> adequate as a video game. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not bored with it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm excited about putting another like two or three hours into it and finishing it. I'm not disappointed about playing it in any way. I think that the, like the, the length of this game, I think it's probably like somewhere between like eight and 12 hours. It's probably about perfect for it, but I think I'm going to finish and go like, yeah, that was a solid seven. Um, and if someone said like, what could it have done to be better? I'm like, I don't know. A bunch of things could have, <laughs> could have done a lot of things better. They're like, could have done things worse. I'm like, absolutely could have. <laughs> um, but I think it's almost a game that is, I like my my rating of it is going to be directly related to my expectations of it. Um, not only based on other games that that company has made, um, but also based on like the previews I thought about it. Like I thought it was going to be way more of like a technological marvel. I thought it was really going to push you know everything that the Xbox Series X could do, and instead it's like a really pretty decent, slightly spooky walking sim. Um, like I'll be honest. I, so you've played Gone Home, right, Cole? Yeah. 
you know how when you play Gone Home, like the entire time you're thinking like this is gonna get spooky, right? There's gonna be uh-huh. something spooky about this game, and then nothing spooky ever happens. Yep, yep. That's kind of what this game is, except this game's supposed to be a horror game. I'm like, something spooky is gonna happen, right? They're like, oh yeah, just cut through that <laughs> wall of human skin there, and things are gonna get scary. I'm like, right after this, they're like, yeah, I promise it's coming. I'm like, is it just that big dude chasing me again? They're like, oh no, you've seen through yeah. our scary plot. <laughs> And it's like, like I think I literally think Gone Home probably had me. I mean, and granted, Gone Home is a far shorter game, but I think Gone Home had me more on edge <laughs> than the medium did, which is a weird thing to say. But it's fine. Like it's not, it's not bad. Like I'm, I would, if you like kind of spooky horror puzzle games and you like a good story, absolutely worth playing on Game Pass. It's free. Like throw ten hours at it, you'll be fine. But like it's not, it's not great. It's but it's not bad either. Like I don't know, like. It's it's adequate. It's adequate. Like absolutely it's not like I wouldn't even say it's mediocre because it's better than mediocre, but it's absolutely adequate. Like if you're just looking for something to play, play it. <laughs> um I'm also playing Sundered, which is way better than adequate. Um so Colby's already talked about this, but I'm gonna talk about it some more because it's it's such an interesting game. Like I don't know if I've ever I don't think I've ever played a game exactly like it. So I was probably two hours into it, and I, told, I asked Colby, I'm like, is this game a roguelike? And he's like, nah, not really, it's a Metroidvania. I'm like, but, like, every time I die, I start over, right? But I, he's like, well, yeah. And I'm like, but I, and I keep all my abilities, but, like, you have runs in this game, like, to some yeah. degree. Like, you play it until you die, because you're probably going to die at some point, and then you start over, and your progression's all based on, like, you collecting things and getting more stuff, right? And he's like, well, yeah. And I'm like, so it's not like, it's not really a rogue-like. It's, it's not even really like a rogue-lite. But also it's, it's procedurally generated every different every run slightly different. I'm like like the map isn't procedurally generated. Like there the rooms yeah, are. It's super weird. So and then that's what'll happen. So the deeper you get into, there's like three, I think three like major sections of the map, right? And each one of those is made up of these huge rooms. And some of those rooms are always going to be in the same place. And some of those rooms are always going to be identical. But it's mostly the really big rooms. And then connecting all of those big rooms, there's like passageways and corridors and and stuff that are full of like sort of procedurally generated rooms. Like I don't think that they're absolutely different every time or at least they're not so crazily different that you don't kind of yeah. get a hang of where things are but like they're not the same every time and like you have to have a map it's not like a regular metroidvania where you go like oh well i've been i've been to all these places and i see exactly what i have to do now i've got this upgrade i can go back and do that exact same thing it's more like okay i've got an upgrade what do i do with it now <laughs> like where do i go but it's also got this kind of cool and I will admit, so, like, this entire game is kind of based on, like, um, kind of the Eldridge Horrors kind of mythology. Um, and I'm not going to say that it doesn't do a good job at, like, explaining what that is. But, like, things happen in that game and I'm like, oh, shoot, that happened, huh? Is that good? Um, you When you defeat mini-bosses and, and big bosses, you get these crystals. And you can either choose to destroy those crystals... Or you can choose to like sacrifice those crystals essentially, and doing that gives you superpowers um, 
but also like takes away some of your humanity. So like I have one now that makes it so um, when I jump off things, I turn into like this demon with wings and can fly. And like, it's a really, it's a really cool thing to have. It is. That's the one that I had. I'm like, Ooh, this is helpful. <laughs> well, and then like, and then once well, so I kind of looked into it, I'm like, are there, are there big gameplay reasons to do it or not to do it? And it's kind of one of those games where like, oh, so what you should do is the first time you should absolutely go through and, and use all the demon powers because they're cool and they're fun. And then you should play it again and not use any of them. I'm like, well, I'm not going to do that. But like, I get your point. Um, but like, it's just, it's a super interesting game that like the gameplay loop is just so different than anything I've ever played before. Because it's not like a traditional roguelite where your runs are... Like Hades, like to to do a final run in Hades maybe only takes like 45 minutes. Um, I've played this game for three or four hours where I haven't died. Um, and if you don't, if you don't do anything stupid, you could, you could run around that game forever probably and not die. But like the third boss stomped on me yesterday. Yeah. Um, it's also interesting because there's not bad guys until there are. It's yeah. all r- bad guy rushes. Yeah. And, and there's no indication about what triggers those. There's no, like some areas will kind of usually have them but not always and you can kind of like if you don't want to fight him you can just run away from him if you want a lot of the time um it's it's just a it's a game that takes like rogue light ideas and metroidvania ideas um and kind of like some light role-playing ideas. Like, role-playing is not exactly the right thing, but you do have this massive skill tree. But it's yeah. not a skill tree in the same way that, like, a role-playing games are. It only, I think it only operates on, like, maybe four or five skills. Like, most of them are, this makes your health better, or this makes your gun better, or this makes your melee better. Um and it's kind of unlockable. I don't. It's a really oddly hard game to describe, um, but it's really, really, really good. It's like what twenty bucks an Xbox call. I think so. Yeah, it's really worth it. Like if you like, if you like Metroidvanias and like you like the idea of roguelikes, but maybe don't like roguelikes. Um, it's a pretty good compromise between the two, and the story is kind of fun. the The graphics are all like hand drawn, so the graphics are gorgeous. Um, and the thing I'll say about it too, I've been playing almost the entire game via remote play. So like we're, we'll sit at night and watch TV and I'll just play it on my phone with an Xbox controller off of my series X. And that process is flawless at this point. I am shocked at how good it works. That game is a fast paced actiony, a lot of guys on the screen, a lot of stuff going on. Like you're beating the crap out of things and it doesn't miss a beat playing a remote like that. It, it works really, really well. So I, that's kind of a, it's, it's what I had hoped remote play and X cloud would be like, and it's been great. So I, I, if you haven't done that, um, remote play on my Xbox one X was really hit or miss, but remote play on my series X has been almost flawless. So if you have one, give it a try. Um, all right, let's talk about Patreon. If you would like to support this podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash bite me podcast. Uh, give us a couple bucks. I, I think we decided last time we have a one, three, seven, and ten dollar tier. We don't know why. That's just what I did. It's been a while. I past Cliff makes decisions, and some of those decisions are weird, and we live with them in the future and in the present, I guess. I guess we could change them now and then we wouldn't have to live with them in the future. I don't know. Anyway, well, we would still. 
time is weird, man. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, uh, I would like to thank personally our $10 Patreons uh, that uh, support us at the producer level. That is John Tippins, Sean Palmer, Austin Palmer, Alan Schulte, and Joe Cole Jr. What do you think, like, what would happen if all of a sudden this podcast blew up and all of a sudden we had, like, 200 like producer <laughs> patrons <laughs> I'm like okay guys so here's the uh, patreon part of the podcast uh we have to do it at the end now because it's just me talking for 10 minutes reading off names like I, it's a, not a bad problem to have exactly like i would not mind making like 2k a, a year or 2k a month you know reading off names <laughs> i was gonna but, say 2k a year bam shoot i mean <laughs> would you turn I mean, down yeah, 2k would... a year come on let's no no i wouldn't yeah. i'm just yeah. you were just real excited the math yeah. wasn't great yeah no we could sponsor individual segments oh that's a brilliant old, idea old <laughs> all right this it'd be like old radio or like uh old tv shows <laughs> uh, this uh portion of the podcast is dedicated to the following people uh, oddly, Winston Cigarettes is sponsoring this. <laughs> I'll take their money. It'll be fine. Uh, anyway, thank you for supporting our podcast. Again, you can go to patreon.com slash bite me podcast to uh, slip us a little coinage. Um, I was going to say it like helps with the software that we're using right now, but <laughs> right now I'm barely sure why we're paying for the software because it's not been great today. But It's wacky. Whatever. It's better than not having it, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, uh, as well, as long as we're talking about ourselves, go to bitemepodcast.com slash extra life. You can uh, donate to our extra life team there, or you can join it. We'd love to have like a million people on our extra life team. I want it to be, I want there to be so many people what on our extra life team. It's unmanageable. That's what I'm shooting for. So <laughs> I'm just like, my, my phone is just like buzzing constantly from new people joining and those people getting donations. That'd be great. All right, Dylan. News. News, news, news. All right, first we're going to talk about the Switch. I had to get a drink. I'm sorry. Like, my voice is... I, uh... We... I, I was making pizza, uh, like Calzone's actually, the other day, and um, cooking them in the oven, and my, uh, like, pizza rock tray thing exploded and shot pizza all over my, my stove, which no. was not optimal. Set off my fire alarms. It was great. Um, and... Uh, so my wife like cleaned out all the ovens, like cleaned off everything, and then we went to light it today. It didn't light again. Like none of my burners would light, and uh, so I was futzing around with it. I think I inhaled too much like natural gas trying to get it to go. My voice has been kind of kind of crappy all day, but we fixed it. That's what matters. All right, we're going to talk about uh, the Nintendo Direct. This is actually the first Nintendo Direct since my anniversary in 2019. So those two things are not related, except they both happened on September 4th, 2019. Uh. Let's see. What did they announce? And Dylan, please feel free to break in because I did not actually watch this. <laughs> uh, Zenblade Chronicles, uh, Pira and Mirtha, Mirtha, Mirthra are going to join Smash. Is that cool? Like, were people excited about that, Dylan? Do you know? I don't think so. It's okay. I, I'm guessing a lot of people feel like me. And it's like, let's add some characters that someone cares about. I mean. Um, I'm sure someone cares, but. It wasn't you. No, it's definitely not me. It's okay. And I think a lot of the appeal of Smash is having those iconic characters. Sure. And I'm sorry, Xenoblade's not. Is it, it? They're not Mario. It's not Sonic. It's not like. It, I mean, there's what, what, 60 characters in that game now? Yeah. I don't know if they're just stretching. Like, it, I guess it's nice that they're, I guess, servicing a lot of their own 
characters that they have because I'm sure yeah there are people that care and probably want to play Xenoblade characters in Smash I don't I don't care I don't think they've released a character because I think they're on their second fighter pass now um wait do you have to pay for these yeah oh they're um I mean, you get sixty with the base game. You do not need these characters. Yeah, so it's and, like DLC. But I don't. I don't think there's been a character since the first Fighter Pass that I actually like, care about. That actually makes me want to like buy in and 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 play. Dylan um, was hyped about Joker from Persona Five. That's what he, yeah. he wanted. That's. I think that's the first character that I was like, I don't know. Like <laughs> they added Piranha Plant, and I'm like, yeah, that's sick. Piranha Plant, <laughs> let's go. Um, uh, it's all right. I'm sure there's somebody that's happy. Banjo Kazooie, like that's awesome. Like they started hot, and now <laughs> and you're like Mirthra. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, that's, I don't right. even know who this is. I don't know. I don't want to go play a game to be excited about this. Yeah, I mean, no, I get it. Uh, they already have like nine Fire Emblem characters, and I don't know care. what that even means. Man, I so. played. I played the mobile version of Fire Emblem for about five minutes and said, "Like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> Thanks. This is fun." Uh, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD is coming to the Switch. You guys play that on the Wii? No, I did play this on Wii U. A you got little it on the, bit, like, yeah, think. it came out as I think like a an eShop. Yeah, game. it was like yeah, good. Um, yeah, I mean, it was the big Zelda release on the Wii U. So, yeah. I mean, I'm I, sure it's good. Again, I've not really. I'm just not a huge Zelda fan. Yeah. Um, I I think the thing is is I know this is going to come out. I know it's going to be sixty dollars, and I know I'm going to go like nah. <laughs> Like, maybe it'll be 40. We'll see. Uh, Splatoon 3. I'd probably enjoy this one better than Breath of the Wild, honestly. Fair. Just because I, I think it's more what I'm into. And there's still, as we all know, there's things about Breath of the Wild that I just can't stand. I mean, so. I think I'll be frank, Dylan. I've liked every other Zelda game I've ever played more than Breath of the Wild. So, eh. Right. Exactly. Uh, Splatoon 3 is coming to the Nintendo Switch. That's uh, you, You've played a little bit of Splatoon, haven't you? Oh, yeah. Like I, that? I do love the Splatoon. Yeah. As long as they make the multiplayer a little more functional, I think it, that's a it, win. It would be nice if I didn't have to have like a cord that plugged into my cell phone that plugged into my yeah. Wii and into my some sort of weird octopus, yeah. but you probably will. Yeah, that's weird too, but that doesn't bother me as much because you can just use Discord yeah. on your phone. It's, or, it's like dumb. That's pretty easy to work around at this point. But then you don't um, have the music. So I think people... Yeah, I can still hear it on the TV. I just put in an earbud, and then I can talk to my... I played it with my nephew. Like, we sure. just, like, call each other on the phone. Yeah. And, um, like, that works fine, honestly. Like, it doesn't... It's just dumb that you I have to. need a squid adapter. Like, yeah, it's, it's super silly. stupid that you have to do that. Yeah. Whatever. Um, uh, Mario Golf Super Rush is coming. Um, I don't know. What, what is that? Do you know? It's got a story mode. Yeah, it does have a story mode. Um, it's Mario Golf. Like, I think, like Mario Tennis, I will probably enjoy this game a lot more than I should. Okay, I um, do I care about tennis or golf? No, not really, but I love Mario Tennis and Mario Golf. Yeah, fair so enough. I know Vinny's hyped. Uh, new game out called uh, Project Triangle Strategy, which is not a good title. It appears to be in the Octopath Traveler universe, but not uh, like a successor to it. But that's that's a terrible name. Um, I think this is where the direct started losing me because there's a long stretch of a whole lot of stuff I didn't like. I'm like, these are all the same. How about a new multiplayer by Zenga called Star Wars Hunters? 
<laughs> Zenga made. Wait, I'm like, was Zenga? Are they the people that make the like MLM juice? I was, no, they they make like Farmville. <laughs> so I I don't know how I feel about that. I I'm pretty sure it's not good. Uh, Fall Guys is coming to Switch. Fall Guys is very good. I'm a big 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 fan of that. Uh, if you guys, played yeah, I think that that's yet? cool. If you played a little if bit. Uh, yeah. Um, I hope they make this crossplay. Oh my gosh! Sooner right? rather than later, because um, I think that's a big deal. Um, because <laughs> I could see myself playing it on Switch more, but I want to play with your... this a lot on PC. But yeah. like, like I would want that to be a, a a reality. And I also find like I guess summer's not that far away. But it was also kind of weird that like they're like Fall Guys, and it's like yeah, and then it's like summer, and I'm like, well. I wonder if the PS4 has exclusivity on it. That, yeah, I think it does. I guess that's probably that's probably true. Then. I, you know, I was thinking about that the other day. Like, so we were talking a year or two ago, like nonstop about how much we want uh, crossplay and crossplay and crossplay and cross progression and cross everything. And it, it was like, can't do it because PlayStation won't let us. Can't do it because PlayStation won't let us. Can't do it. Sorry, guys. Like, we'd love to, but we can't do it because PlayStation won't let us. And then PlayStation was like, hey, you guys can do it. And everyone's like, oh, shoot. Uh, you don't have an excuse now. And I think it's super weird how it was like, you know, that was the big thing. And sorry, PlayStation won't let us. And then all of a sudden it was like, you know, go for it, guys. And, and no one did. Like, there's just not that many games that have yeah. crossplay. And I think it really sucks. Um, it's a, It almost feels like it might be one of those things that when new games get developed now, maybe that's a reality. But maybe? they don't want to go back and add it. Yeah. Like, this, I'm, I'm imagining, like, Splatoon 3 is going to have decent matchmaking and like you can actually lobby up with your friends and they're just like, eh, we don't really care to do it in the second one because we're always working on the third yeah. one already. It's like, we're not going to spend our time doing that. I like, think it's a bummer. It works. You know? Yeah. Uh, a couple other oh, things. Oh, it totally is because yeah. that would make a big difference on me playing a lot of games. I same. Think. Absolutely same. Uh, Hyrule Warriors, Age Clammy expansions coming. Don't know if I care about that. Ninja Gaiden, the Master Collection was announced. I, I don't know if I care about that. Yeah. Uh, I. <laughs> I think I only care about this a little bit because one Ninja Gaiden is pretty cool. It's super yeah. hard though. Yeah. But I think they actually, at some point, they did make a mode that's like playable for normal people. Oh, that'd be nice. Um, I'd like the most. Normal and I think the first one is one. substantially harder than the other ones. Yeah. I think. Um, but I also I don't know how much like remastering because that game was beautiful on the Absolutely. Xbox, and it's like it's kind of amazing when you kind of watch. Plane, you could tell like it was older, but at the same time, it's like that still actually looks pretty good. Absolutely, um, absolutely. What uh, what's Metopia? Oh, that's a, a 3DS title, I guess. It's not coming until. Does anyone care? I don't care. Do you care? No. I don't care. Either. I care I so badly. I don't. Colby doesn't care. Outer Wilds is coming to Switch, and I care a Woo! lot about that because everyone should play Outer Wilds. Like we were talking about that game yesterday. Uh, not the three of us, but the my me and my wife were talking about the other wilds, and I said that I just want that game to like go far enough away from me that I forget like how most of it works because I want to <laughs> play it again. <laughs> and I'm like almost to that point where I'm like I don't really remember much about it. <laughs> like I could probably play that again, and and uh, like the parts I would remember would just be like helpful hint guides in my own brain, and the rest of it would be like stuff I got to do over again. The game's so good. Like if you haven't played it yet, it's it's on Game Pass. It's so good. Probably probably my game of the year for 2019 or pretty close to it. 
soundtrack. It was game. your game. It was your game of the year for 2019, yeah. I think. It's, right? I know it was mine. Yeah. The, the soundtrack is actually like the, we were, I was just driving the car and like it came up on my playlist. Bow, yeah. Bow, bow, soundtrack bow, for that game is terrific. Bow, bow, bow. Yep. Uh, Fami Club Detective. Famicom Detective Club, The Missing Air, and Famicom Detective Club, The Girl Who Stands Behind, are both coming. I guess that's cool. Uh, Samurai, that Samurai Warrior 5 is coming to Nintendo Switch. Uh, when they announced that, I was like, I have not heard of Samurai Warriors 1 through 4, and you need a better title, man. How about Legend of Mana coming to the Nintendo Switch? That's pretty cool. Ooh. Yeah, that's a good game. Wait. Legend of Mana. That's just the. Is that the remake of? Wait, no, that's already out. Yeah. What is Legend of Mana? It's in that same. It's in part of that series, isn't it? Like the Legend of. Isn't uh, isn't that like part of a trilogy or something? Yeah. Well, there's Secrets of Mana. The Mana trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. Secrets of Mana. Legends of Mana is one of those. I think. I don't know, it looks kind of cute. Well, I thought that was Legends of Mana was the third one, but that's actually. That one was already released. I don't know, man. It uh, it looks all right. That could be fun. Uh, oh, it's the fourth game. Uh, okay, that could be Tales from the Borderlands coming to the Switch. That seems like a like a. <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> say better late than never. I guess yeah, kinda. Uh, apparently, Capcom Arcade Stadium was released today. Was there anything cool in that, Dylan? Looks like. Oh, this actually and looks cool. This is a bunch of really cool arcade games. So it's like old arcade games. 1942 is in there. I'm done. That looks great. Okay, that's pretty cool. And it's a bunch of them. It's like 30 games. So that's cool. Uh, Stubbs the Zombie is coming. No More Heroes Ooh. is coming. Neon White is coming. I've never heard of that. DC Superhero Girls Teen Power is coming. Colby's super excited about that. That was real strange. That <laughs> looks real weird. Uh, Plants vs. Zombies Battle for the, for Neighborville is pretty cool. Have you guys ever played those? They're, they're fun. They're like... Uh, I tried it once. It was pretty fun. Yeah. It's something I would probably get into if people were playing Yeah, that, I guess. They're I on don't... Game Pass. They're, they're pretty good. Uh, Knockout City is coming. World Ends Club is coming. Uh, New Bravely Default 2. I think I'm I think I'm to the bottom of this. I don't care anymore. Like Yeah. There's a, they, there was a lot of stuff. Yeah. Hades gets a physical edition. Apex... Um, stuff, yeah. stuff. There was, I mean, there was a lot of it was a lot of stuff. It's good stuff. I, I mean, eighty percent of it is probably cool for some people, just not me. Just not you. That's fair. All right. Uh, I was gonna make I was gonna make a weird segue with this, but I don't think I'm going to because it seemed like it could turn badly real fast <laughs> like I, I could make the wrong one this could be offensive so i'm not going to do that uh microsoft is starting a new program that is going to help make uh games more accessible this is actually really cool so part of when, when you ever you're developing a game part of what you do is you go through um essentially uh certification and part of uh that is now going to be i think an optional uh, certification process where you'll be able to submit your game to Xbox and have them evaluate it for accessibility. So what they will actually do is give uh, those games to players with disabilities. They will test those games and then give feedback uh, to the developers about what could make that game more accessible. And I think it's really cool because... Um, like all the time you'll hear about like uh, games that get released 
And even like basic stuff, they're like, hey, I'm colorblind and I can't play your game because I can't see what's going on. Um, So little things like that. But, you know, up to and including. uh, What are you you laughing about, Colby? (laughs) On Twitter. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad it wasn't me. Anyway. uh, I wasn't expecting it. (laughs) Sorry. It's all good, man. It's all good. A quote from Xbox Today says, Developers now have the option to send Microsoft their Xbox or PC titles and have it analyzed and validated against the recommendations provided in the ZAGs, which is the Xbox Accessibility Guidelines. Um, And essentially, it'll it'll give you feedback about how to make your game better. Uh, Noted with reproduction steps, screenshots, and other information to help the developers understand what aspects of a given experience may be challenging for certain gamers with disabilities. I just think that's a really cool, like Microsoft is at the forefront of that. You know, this is, this is something that's new and cool. They've got the adaptive controller, which is uh, from what I understand made a massive amount of difference in uh, the way uh, disabled players are able to access video games. I think anything you can do uh, to help everyone play games is, is a pretty cool thing to do. So good job, Xbox. That's, that's pretty, pretty awesome. Um, so we've talked about this a little bit. I think it was something that folks talked about before the the Xbox One X and the X. Uh, I'm sorry, Series X and S came out. Uh, that some games are going to run better. Uh, Xbox announced today that there's actually a bunch of new games that are going to run better on those hardware that don't require new updates. They don't require developers to do anything. They just run better now because they've tweaked some things. That includes uh, five games: Far Cry Four. New Super Lucky Tale, which is not good. <laughs> like, why was that one of they chose? But whatever. Uh, Sniper Elite 4, UFC 4, and Watch Dogs 2. But apparently this is something that uh, they're going to actually expand out into games uh, of the coming months, and many of them are going to be available via Game Pass. Um, and it's apparently not about just making them run faster. Like, some of them went from 30 to 60 frames a second. Uh, New Super Lucky Tale, for instance, will now run at 120 frames per second if you have a TV that'll support that. So, it's kind of cool that they're able to take these older games and just make them run run better um colby would like sniper elite 4 benefit from shooting other yes. players in the junk at 120 frames a second i mean you you haven't lived until you've shot hitler in the balls at 120 frames per second wait hitler i can shoot hitler in sniper elite 4 i believe so oh well, that's awesome i'm in i think he's in it he's in one of them I'm, I think that's great. I think that's absolutely great. Uh, let's see. So I, this is an interesting thing, and I, I ran across this. Like One of the, the biggest problems I have with playing PC games... Actually, this is actually the biggest problem I have with playing PlayStation games, but this won't fix that problem. But there's nothing worse than like booting up a game. Like Every once in a while, a kid will be like, hey, do you want to play X with me? I'm like, I would love to play that game with you. And I boot it up, and they're like, oh, hey, by the way, there's like a six-gig update for that game. And I don't have that problem on my Xbox because it updates itself. And in theory, Steam will also update itself as long as Steam is running... And, like, you haven't restarted your computer weird. But other things like uh, sometimes the Epic Game Store doesn't do that correctly. Sometimes, you know, you've got all these launchers. Uh, a new software came out called PowerNap. And it it's the entire, all it does, it's four bucks. And all it does is make sure that your games on Origin and Uplay and Steam and Epic 
keep updated. <laughs> That's all it does. So it's designed to launch all of your libraries before bed that so one so that one launcher that you haven't used in a week still gets updated. Their lead developer Nate Danzig told me. It gives you the ability, not me personally, this is actually a PC gamer article, but you get the idea, right? Uh, it also gives you the option to sleep your displays during a power nap for maximum power efficiency. This is a lot closer to how consoles and phones update their apps at night. So, you know, you leave your Xbox on, like, even though your Xbox appears to be off, it actually is running in, like, a low power mode. That's when it does its updating the system. That's when it updates your games. This is that same thing for your PC. And I don't know if I play enough X or PC games to spend $4 on it, but I saw that and, like, was really just immediately like, oh, that would be kind of a cool thing to never have to worry about updating game by hand before, um, or again, I guess. Um, you play more PC than I do, Dylan. Is that some? Do you run into games not being updated often? More not often than I'd generally, like. Generally, um, I think Steam usually does a pretty good job. And I don't, I generally am playing games from Steam, I guess. Yeah. Um, I think my problem with Steam is I often have a lot more games installed in Steam than I play. And so sometimes, like, updates for games will get... Like, because Steam doesn't... I don't... Does it seem to you like Steam puts games in a weird queue and then doesn't do them all at once? Like, it's like there's 20 games... It in does. It, like, it says, like, this is scheduled to update Saturday morning. Yeah, and, and I'm like, like, well, that's why? cool. I want to play it now. Just update it whenever. Yeah. And I kind of wonder if something like this would help those games, like, at least stay going. Because it's just nothing more frustrating than that. Like, I literally will say that's the reason I almost never play my PS4. Is because every time I'm like, dude, I'd like to play my PS4. <laughs> and it's like, hey, we've got a two gig system update. I'm like, okay. Uh, now, if only there was like an app to keep my, you know, PlayStation Four controller like you know charged, uh, charged. <laughs> yeah, I don't even have a PlayStation Four controller currently. How did that happen? Uh, I let uh, my stepkid borrow it because oh. his wasn't. He's had like drift on his stick. I'm like, here, take mine. I'm not gonna use it <laughs> every time, man. <laughs> here, have a bunch of games too because I'm not gonna play them <laughs> every time, man. My controller's dead. My my PlayStation Four has a three gig system update, and then the game I want to play has a five gig system <laughs> update. I'm like. Well, this is going to be two hours from now. I'm not going to want to play PlayStation anymore. Maybe I'll just play something else. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, xCloud uh, browser preview is coming this spring. So like we've talked about in the past, uh, xCloud was not able to launch on iOS because iOS kind of sucks some of the time. Um, but that is neither here nor there. They're getting around this by launching xCloud via the... Uh, I think actually the Chrome browser. I, I thought it was going to use Safari. Maybe it will. We'll see. It doesn't really matter. Um, but so, and that's cool. Like, I'm super excited to play xCloud on my, my phone. I've been really enjoying remote play. But here's something that someone else mentioned. Like, I saw this on Twitter. And uh, someone else brought this up. And I'm like, that's a really interesting idea. Tell me what you guys think about this, all right? So, assuming that this plays via, I, I think on PCs, it's going to use the Edge browser, probably. The, uh, like, Microsoft's okay replacement for IE. The Edge browser also runs on your Xbox, right? So, theoretically, you should be able to launch Edge on your Xbox and stream games via it. Would you play, like, so, 
instead of sitting and waiting for a game to install, would you play a game streamed while you waited for it to install? Or like oftentimes what happens to me is like someone like, hey, you want to play this game? I'm like, cool, yeah, but I don't have that installed. Or I do that to Colby all the time. Like, you want to come play X with me? He's like, yeah, but I don't have that installed. Do you think that that would be a cool experience to be able to just like hop in, start something on your own Xbox streaming and be able to play it immediately? Is that something you'd do? I think the best use is what you described as I don't have that game installed. Yeah. Um, but you want to play it right now. I think that's like I think that is a good function of streaming. There's like something that, there, right? Yeah. yeah. I got real excited about that idea. Like I don't know if it'll work or not. I don't know even that's something they've thought about, but I mean like I can't imagine that me and that guy on Twitter were the only people that thought that was a good idea. So I uh, I really like the idea of just being able to like or or even like I mean there are a lot of games on Game Pass specifically that I'm like that game looks cool. I don't know if I want to install 40 gigs worth of that to find out I don't like it. I have breaking news. Holy please. Do, 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 do. Breaking news. Travelers can now adopt the creatures they encounter and form close bonds with them as part of the No Man's Sky Companions update. <laughs> <laughs> so I can get pets in No Man's Sky now? Yes. There's I No Man's Sky is one of the, the weirdest games in the world for me because I bought it on PlayStation like years ago and played it a little bit, but not a ton. And then it came out on Xbox. I'm like, oh, this looks cool. I should play it. And then they're like, hey, there's like a 40-hour story mode coming out. I'm like, I'll wait until that comes out to play it. And they're like, oh, hey, there's this other cool stuff coming out. I'm like, maybe I'll wait for that to play it. And now they've got pets. I've waited the exact right amount of time to play, Call. So I'm going to play No Man's Sky now. It's fun. Yeah. That's a that's good breaking news, Call. Thank you for breaking in and and doing <laughs> Thanks for looking at Twitter while you're talking. <laughs> All right, let's talk about another streaming service that is not as cool as XCloud might be. Um <laughs> <laughs> Stadia. <laughs> Poor Stadia. So this is my favorite <laughs> I tell you. So Stadia obviously announced a week or two ago that they were killing their internal dev studios, right? And we're actually going to talk about more about that in Troll Corner because, again, Stadia. Um, but today, Stadia's like, hey, but don't worry. We've got 100 games coming out in 2021. Nine coming out soon. Are you guys ready for this? The nine games are Shantae Half Genie Hero Ultimate Edition, February 23rd. Shantae Risky's Revenge Director's Cut, February 23rd. It came from space and ate our brains March 2nd. FIFA 21, a game that came out, I think I can play that free on um, Xbox now, but whatever, March 17th. K's and the Wild Masks, April, uh, no, March 26th. Judgment, April 23rd. The brand new game that you've probably never heard of, Killer Queen Black. Um, there's no date on that one yet, though. Street Power Football, also no date, and Hellpoint, also no date. So, nine games coming, guys, that, um, are available everywhere else. That's really what I'm trying to say. <laughs> but don't worry, 90 more games of presumably that quality and caliber coming right on the heels of these sometime in the next 10 months. <laughs> Anyway, I, <laughs> I mean, like, I'm pretty sure from the beginning, 
everyone was like, I don't think this is going to work. Could you imagine like, paying cash money right now for Shantae Half Genie Hero Ultimate Edition so you can play it on Stadia that won't exist in six months? Like, Is that <laughs> Half Genie Hero? Let me look up. Is that... Which one is that? I don't know. It's... it's uh, Initial release date, 2016. Right? <laughs> Like, I don't know, man. Like, I'm like, is that one of the ones that like I've gotten like free of on games with gold? Uh-huh. And I, the answer may be yes. I don't know. We're thrilled to continue bringing games from some of the best developers for our <laughs> players to experience with the Stadia Store. A blog post from Google reads: Over the next few weeks and months, players can expect to see everything from action-filled RPGs to competitive co-op titles and nimble platformers. (laughs) These games represent just a sampling of more than the 100 games that will be added to the Stadia store for our players in 2021 to share, experience, and play with friends. (laughs) So I guess if what you were really hoping for was a genie platformer from 2016, (sighs) I I love the idea of Stadia. I do. I love the concept of it. I love... I think cloud gaming is real cool, but man... Man, that's all I'm going to say. All right, Dylan, do your thing, man. Hey, yo, Vinny. He's time for questions. Vinny actually gave us a question this week, which is great. So uh, we did just lead into that and go like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Vinny has what he is calling a classic question, which I believe is actually like code for question that has been asked before, but I'll allow it. Uh, what game do you want to see a full from the ground up remake of? crap like two weeks ago i'm like oh that game would be awesome as like a remake and now for the life of me i can't remember which game i was thinking of. i think we're gonna have to exclude gta 5 because i think we all want that but it's too easy of an answer i think uh we should probably also exclude uh red dead redemption 1 because i think that's another one we would all like um if i'm going to pick i want final fantasy 6 but I want it with Final Fantasy 15 I'm style. Sure that's too easy. No, 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 no. I want Final Fantasy 6, but with Final Fantasy 15 style combat. So redone from the ground up, no longer so, turn based. It is real time combat. So like I I know I only played Final Fantasy 15 for like a couple hours, but that combat was garbage. Oh no, the combat was fine. I actually really liked the combat. It's garbage. Nah. There's so many, like, there are games that are like that that had so much better. Oh, I'm not saying it was, like, the end-all be-all of, like, real-time combat, but, well, yeah. But, like, 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 um, role-playing games in that vein, it did not do it Yeah, no, I'm not saying, like, the the Final Fantasy XV combat is spectacular. I'm I'm saying that I want Final Fantasy III, but with real-time, a a 3D game with real-time combat. That's what I want. So that that's mine. How about you, Dylan? You got thoughts? Hope streams? Gun. I kind of forgot good. about gun. Yeah, that's a good call. That's a good call. What about I, uh on, on I think the original? How about Xbox. actually I want the first Red Dead game, Red Dead Revolver. I never played that. Did you actually play that? Oh, it was so, it was so good. Was it? Oh yeah, I really Does really it have the it. same characters? Like I know that it is technically the like the I don't think yeah. so. Um it, it seems like there might be like one or two, but for the most part it is completely separate almost. Yeah. I would kind of it might yeah, it might be like related, but I don't I don't remember it being specifically. Because it kind of had a different 
I, I mean, it was a very different game and kind of a different vibe. So I can get behind that. What about like a uh, a total 3D redo of like the original Doom or Doom Two, like with uh, like modern graphics, modern everything? Actually, make it 3D. You play that? That'd be pretty interesting. I'd play that. I like. I really wish because I. I. The funny thing is, I'm like, I should just you know put that in as a question <laughs> so that I can answer it because I was thinking about it, and then I'm like, I think we've already done that question, but. That's why this I don't is know. a classic question called Evergreen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't know I could do a classic question. I cannot remember what it was. So I'm just going to go with Castlevania 2. Is that the, is that the like, RPG-ish yeah, one? Yeah, I can get behind that. Horrible Night for a Curse? Yeah, that was a good game. I, I specifically bought the Castlevania, like, collection so I could play Castlevania 2 on my Switch. I was watching uh, Polynerdic, uh friend of the show, but I don't know if he bought that same collection, but I watched him stream some Castlevania the other day, and it was like the day after that sale went off, and I was like, oh yeah. man, I should have, like, I remember talking to you about it, like, going like, I don't know if I'm, five bucks, maybe I should do it. Like, I'll never play those games, though. And then I watched him play it, I'm like, dang it, I should have bought that. I should have bought that. I, I bought it, I bought the Contra one, too. I figured for ten bucks, like, just to have Contra. And, so what would you... I mean, the thing is, it's... Go ahead. I bought uh, I bought uh, Castlevania two on the 3ds gift shop or eShop thing, and that was five bucks in itself. So what would you what would you change about Castlevania two to make it a full from the ground up reboot? I think you know you could do it you know just like uh, have it be you know um, what was the Shadow Complex? Oh you know, yeah, make it look two and pretty. A half D, yeah. Hell hell, do it do it like Sundered. Yeah, God, Sundered is so good. How good would how good would Castlevania two be if it was you know hand drawn and you know like handled amazingly and that'd be great. How cool would that I be? I forgot to add it to the show notes, so I'm just gonna to shout it out right now. Um, Sundered is on the humble yeah, it's in a humble bundle called the plug in and play digital bundle, which I don't know why it's part of that, but uh, you can get, I think for like five or six bucks, you can get the tier that Sundered's in on the PC, and it is so good. Um, I don't know any, like I literally did not know a single other game in that bundle, I don't think, but uh, Sundered for, uh, let's see what it is right now. Sundered is in the, it's 550 to get that tier, and it's absolutely worth that. So I, I do not recognize a single other game in this bundle, but that's okay. Um, yeah, I could, I could, I could get behind that call. I think, I think, uh, kind of a, a cool, a cool, uh, like two and a half D remix of that would be pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you don't need like fancy, you know, anything. I think just you know, I think a lot of those games, solid would, graphics, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think you could do a pretty good, um, like you know, small little business of just remaking games like you know that that people really enjoyed, but for you know a better like make them so they handle. Could you imagine how much like people would hate you? Like, oh yeah, God, that'd be awful. All right, uh, Princess Megan's first question. Um, it says, what's the one weird thing about where you live? Um, for example, in Northeast Ohio, yeah, Colby lives in Utah. The, everything there is weird. Uh, in Northeast Ohio, we generally talk about the distance to location in terms of minutes or hours, not miles. And, like, maybe that's, like, I think that's a Utah thing, don't you, too, Cole? Like, I don't, I, most of what I talked about in Utah was distance. Um, it was like, it's a half hour to there. It's, uh, I, I mean, uh, the nice thing about, like, at least Salt Lake County 
is almost everything is about a half hour away too. <laughs> like it was, I don't know, it's, yeah. it's like 15 minutes or 30 minutes from there. Um, and I, I think that's actually kind of true about here too, Dylan, except the times are far more relative. Like it's, that's about 40 minutes without traffic, <laughs> which means that yeah, it's, it, everything is without traffic, <laughs> which means that with traffic, it's somewhere between 40 minutes and two and a half hours. Yeah. So, but I don't, yeah, I don't talk distance here very, very often either. So, uh, and I don't know if that's a, I don't know if that's particular to Ohio or if that's just. I wonder if it's places that don't have huge amounts of traffic. Yeah. So that it's it's easier to you know it'll take about twenty yeah. minutes. Right. Yeah. yeah here the yeah it's. And I think here it's because like distance is weird here, um, to some degree. Everything's so close. Yeah. Everything's but super close, but it takes forever, forever to get anywhere. It'll take you an hour to get there. Yeah. Um. I would say the other weird thing about here, um, or maybe it's not, maybe it's not weird about here, but uh, I think the way people pronounce Reese's pieces here or Reese's peanut butter cups what? is super weird. What about bags? Yeah, bags is also weird, but that doesn't like that's not that's like weirdly regional or something. But here, I would say eighty percent of people here call a Reese's peanut butter cup Reese's. Um, yeah, that's all over though. I've heard people from all over. I have literally, I don't think think it's specifically until I moved here, Dylan, I had never heard a single person say that. And I've lived in multiple different parts of the country and I've known a ton of people from everywhere. I've never, I've got a fun one. Diabetes. That's Utah. Oh, is it? Utah, baby. Yep. Uh, Utah. That's because Wilford Brimley's from Utah. So we pronounce, well, I mean, not all, but uh, we pronounce it diabetes. And that is why he pronounced diabetes. And that's why you have the, like, Wilford Brimley mean. That's funny. Uh, Utah, I would say, has the the delightful distinction of being, uh, having a state-run liquor control board. Uh, that contains six members, um, all of none of whom actually drink. So no, no, no. It made the news because one of the new people who joined, they're like, he actually drinks. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I would also like to point out that we love small government. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so it's a, a six person board that controls how alcohol is sold in Utah, uh, which is all state run liquor stores, and up until apparently very recently, all none of those people actually drank alcohol. <laughs> Utah's it's cool. Utah's weird. <laughs> if you've ever wanted to live in a uh, what it what what is it called when uh, when like a religion runs? I was gonna say something. oligarchy, but that's not right. Uh, no, it's something archy. Um, yeah, if you ever wanted to live in one of those, Utah's pretty, pretty close. close. Really, 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 really close. Let's see. It is a theocracy. Theocracy. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, Utah's a weird place, man. I will tell you that. Uh, not not a no. I was gonna say not a bad Utah place. Utah would be great if the people weren't yeah, here. It's a little rough. I've I, I really like the like nature yeah. of Utah. It's it's pretty. Like, you feel like the desert. It's awesome. You can go. Well, I mean, you got the mountains. You can you know like it's it's really like it is incredibly varied. Yeah. You know, like you go down south, you've got the you know red rock and you know all those kind of things. You go up north, you've got you know mountains uh you know you've got deserts you've got sand dunes um and then you've got all the people that i don't yeah. like so what's the what's a weird thing about washington dylan um i i guess i'm gonna throw out this just because i found it fascinating that maple bars were yeah geographical 
Um, and like Dunkin' Donuts doesn't even have a maple bar yeah. because it's not really. They're called uh, Long, Long Johns. Johns. Yeah, but yeah. but I thought that was such a weird thing. But like, if you just go other places, they just they don't even exist. Yeah. they're spreading out now. And when they do, I though, like I thought it was so weird because Dylan and I ran into this. We're like maple bars, mm. yeah. and someone's like, "What what the hell is that?" We we like sent a picture. They're like, "Oh, you mean a maple Long John?" I'm like, "No, that is absolutely not what I mean. <laughs> yeah. I mean a maple bar." Long Johns, yeah. Long Johns, I believe is an East Coast. It is, thing. yeah. Um, the only reason I know they're called Long John's is because when I worked at Winco, when the donuts would come in, um, they come in frozen in boxes. Yeah. They're called Long John's yeah. on the box. And I think it's interesting. And they like, what the hell's a Long they John? They distinguish them. I'm like, oh. Like, th- there are bar. chocolate Long John's and there are maple <laughs> Long John's. Right. Yeah. Like, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, I don't know how I know, th- like, we have little coffee huts, too. Yeah. Yep. Because drive-through coffee was a wasn't a thing until the '80s in Oregon, I believe. That was the first drive-through coffee. But we have little little tiny coffee stands all over. I think one thing place. that I found really interesting about here versus Utah is in Utah, uh, we do not have at least. I mean, I haven't lived there for six years, so Colby can tell those don't really exist there, right? You can't got one down the street do you okay so it was definitely not a real thing when i lived there but when i when i lived there there were um not drive through but little snow snow cone shacks everywhere so in the summer they just pop up everywhere and you can go get a snow cone um all over the place and they're great and and whatever and then i moved here and like you can't get a snow cone here to save your life um, they're very hard to find. They're few and far between. And the couple I have gotten at like fairs and stuff are garbage. They're like, like rocky ice. Like I remember the first time I got a snow cone here, they handed me a bowl full of like, <laughs> like chunky ice with some flavor. And I'm like, this is not a snow cone. <laughs> um, it's a little bit better now, but those are, those are hard to find. But I, the thing that blew me away here is that we have, um, like, adult coffee drive throughs so it's like a yeah it's like a small drive through hut with a girl inside wearing like i want to say like they used to call them bikini baristas but like They're these girls aren't anymore. wearing bikinis um They're pasty yeah i literally i was driving down the street one day and like it really it was it was i don't i don't know how detailed i want to get into this but I was driving and it like Very. it kind of distracted <laughs> you, me i almost just made a joke that like I'm pretty sure we would have had She cut, was wearing so. like literally like silver metallic pasties and like the sun glinted off of it. <laughs> it was like, what's that? Oh, hello. <laughs> um, yeah. But I mean, like it's it's more. Did you ever consider she was stuck and <laughs> signaling a plane cliff? <laughs> but it, uh, yeah, that was a, a real like, that was one of those like, oh, Washington is very, very different than Utah where. It's yeah. not like it's a, it's not chicks and bikinis. It's literally like girls in like Fredericks of Hollywood lingerie um, serving you coffee. It's not it's not mm. my bag exactly, but you know whatever. I wanted hey, my like, coffee with a side of awkwardness. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> but it's like you could go get this coffee or that coffee, yeah. and some people are just gonna call. They're gonna pick that coffee. Yeah. So it's a good point. Like if it's Starbucks or you know. Girl yeah. pasties. I might go with girl I pasties. I will say yeah. that uh, they did bust a like coffee prostitution ring here yes. about two years ago. I believe it was in Everett area. Yeah, they were they the the lady who was like the madam of the 
coffee shop prostitution ring it made like a million and a half dollars in i don't i don't i don't know Washington's pretty cool, but it's a little bit weird. I think everywhere is weird. So I, we should we should we should put this question out to everyone and let us let everyone know what the weird thing about their place is. Yeah, I should see the farthest place that you can get fry sauce and like a normal like you know kind of thing. Like everywhere has like mayo chup now, but like I wonder how far out like actual fry sauce. I think gotten. so. That's we have fry sauce here sometimes. I think, like, if you go to a, I don't know, like a kind of a local place, they'll probably yeah. have it. Like, I'm thinking of mm-hmm. what the burger place we used to go. Yeah. Cloud Nine Burger. Oh, Cloud Nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like think places like that, kind of like a drive-in. Yeah. Kind of just a dive. I will tell you though that when I was fifteen, sixteen, like. Fry sauce did not exist outside of Utah. Like you could oh. not go somewhere else and get. I'm not saying that like nobody anywhere ever had made fry sauce ever before because it's not like ketchup and mayo together is like you know magic. You did it. Ac- everyone's done it accidentally. Yeah. So, but like to go somewhere like in in Utah, McDonald's has fry sauce. Like <laughs> you can get fry sauce at McDonald's, and it only exists as far as I can tell at mcdonald's in utah um like manufactured fry sauce was invented in utah by a restaurant called um, arctic circle um and so like it's been there for used to have here oh really i did not know that i believe there used to be one arctic circle family has stories of being at an arctic circle Circle. there there would have had to have been one here at some point a vaguely bad fast yeah their food's not great um their ice cream is pretty good though uh, but yeah, no, fry sauce is a, is definitely a, a weird one. So, uh, next question from our Deacon. He says he, this is another weird one. This is, this is actually really enjoyable though. So a high school friend posted that he broke his favorite spatula. And I was like, really? Then I realized I also had a favorite spatula. <laughs> so question, what is, do you have a do favorite have spatula? A favorite spatula? <laughs> Rich posted his as it was kind of metal, um, kind of thin. Like I, it would not be a spatula I would use for anything ever. But like I'm glad he has one. Do you have, do you have a favorite spatula, Dylan? Um, currently no, because um, I'm still acquiring the appropriate kitchen utensils. Sure. Um, and I'm fairly lazy about it because I don't cook enough. Fair. Really. Fair. To to necessitate needing really nice things like that. Um, but I do identify with that from like growing up in my parents' house. Like there was definitely like the good spatula because it's the one that can actually uh, pick up pancakes yeah. without ruining them. Sure. Or like if you're going to flip an egg, um, that kind of thing. So it, uh, let's see. Like, yes. Colby just posted a picture of a spatula. Is that your favorite spatula call? Guess yep. what, Cole? You and I have the same favorite spatula. <laughs> I believe that. So it's a, it's a, his is made by OXO. OXO. I don't know if mine is specifically made by OXO, but they're, uh, they have a plastic handle and then like a super, super thin plastic uh, spatula bit. Yeah, that looks nice. They're perfect for like making eggs. Uh, because you can like only I could get it in strawberry, but they're sold out. Yeah, you can get them. Uh, like it's really easy to like scoop around a pan with them. Um, you know, they're they're just super easy to use. I think the first one I got actually might have been Colby's that ended up in my house somehow, um, yeah. or like my grandma's that you like. You gave one to my no, grandma, and she even. Why did I have your spatula? Oh, yeah, 
I don't know. I didn't steal your spatula. I think I think what happened is actually no, I think I you gave that to grandma and when she moved when she died, when she died I, the spatula. That's the only thing I inherited from my grandparents was a spatula. <laughs> no, I think she moved But it's your favorite spatula. Yeah. My grandma moved out to Utah for like she literally like left my grandpa. Like one day she's like, I'm sick of your shit, man. <laughs> Got on a plane and came and lived in Utah for like two years. It was a weird time. And I don't know if I normally talk about that, but they're both dead, so it's fine. Um and I think she bought that spatula. And then when she, my grandpa finally came and like convinced her to move back, I think I inherited that spatula. I think. Do you picture it was like him holding a boombox, like say anything? I don't. It was the, they were the weirdest people in the world. My grandpa, my grandma left and my grandpa like consoled himself by watching Dawson's Creek for like three months. <laughs> <laughs> Bear in mind, they were in their like 70s, 70s at this point. <laughs> Uh, how's the creek grandpa anyway that spatula is amazing and i love it so that's that is the moral of this story i do do you guys have a favorite burner on your stove um i do on mine but it's only because like i've got like a tiny stove that only has one big burner it has one big burner and then three small burners Interesting. um and so the big burner is the best burner because like also the small burners are like right next to the um wall so like a pan doesn't really <laughs> fit on them nice so my my favorite yeah. burner is uh the front right burner or no i'm sorry front left yeah. burner uh, my, my front right burner is actually the, like, it's the boiling water burner. It's like the, the supercharged one. So I also cannot tell my difference between right and left, which is a problem. Um, I, well, is it stage right or stage left? I don't, I don't, I don't know which is my right or left, Dylan, <laughs> let alone on stage. The other day I, so I took a, a macroeconomics test, uh, for college and like a lot of macroeconomics is which direction things are moving on a graph and things move left or right. And literally the first, like normally you take those tests and you like, cause you can't use paper. You have to have a whiteboard because you're being proctored. Um, and so like the first thing you do normally is get like, get in and write down like all of your like formulas and stuff that you might need to know. Like you memorize them and then write them down. So you don't have to like remember them while you're taking the test. And I, wrote right I did, left. I got down and wrote right's this way. No, that's not right. Left is this way and right's this way with arrows. So that I wouldn't screw up directions while I was taking the test. It's amazing. It was not great. All right, uh, Princess Megan again wants to know who's your favorite Mario Kart character and why. Do you have, um, do you have one? I haven't played Mario Kart since it was on the Super Nintendo, hmm. so your choices are probably um, pretty limited. <laughs> well, and I don't even really remember it all that much, so I'm going to go ahead and say Yoshi. Yeah, good choice. Because Yoshi. do you know Dylan? Like you've probably, I, I'm guessing you've played more Mario Kart than I have. Do the characters probably. matter? Is there anything um, but aesthetics? only based on size? Um, so there's small, medium, and large characters, and they do, they do, they are different. In what um, ways? I think. No, I'm not 100. I'm not going to like call you of, on this. I'm so. gonna, I'm gonna guess. <laughs> so. Um, I think larger characters go faster oh, interesting. at top speed, but accelerate and handle worse. Interesting. Medium characters are obviously somewhere in the middle, um, and small characters probably handle better, accelerate, but don't have as high of a top speed. Oh, interesting. And the same with like the the bikes and the like the different cars, which they obviously show you the different handlings of the different cars and wheels and things that you can use. So. But the characters have do have, I mean, nuances to them. Do you have a favorite one? Not between individual characters. 
I would kind of like the larger characters, like the Bowsers and the Donkey Kongs. I think I play Bowser a lot or Dry Bones. I, I've not played a lot of Mario Kart. It's not actually a game I enjoy terribly much, to be honest. Um, it, it's okay. Um, there's like a like a Chrome Mario, right? I want to say there's like a Metal Mario, like Mario, but he's like Chrome, right? Metal, yeah, it's Metal, metal Mario. Metal Mario, yeah, yeah, I like him a lot. Um, just because he's kind of cool. I, I usually uh, am way more about like the aesthetics of the thing I'm building, like my car and, and stuff, than I am the actual performance of it. Um, yeah, it's okay. It's it's like not my favorite thing, but it's okay. Uh, I had a friend, a coworker, I suppose, actually, who used to play uh, Drink and Drive with Mario, and like what you had to do is you you would start a new race. And you had to finish the race, but also it didn't count as finishing if you didn't also finish a beer while you were doing the race. So you had to, like, you, so you had some choices. You could either not start with everyone and just, like, chug that beer super fast and, uh, like, try and get to the end of the race having just chugged a beer super fast. And, like, probably the first race, that's not a big deal, but race three or four, things could start getting a little hairy. Um, but, uh, or you could choose to, like, sip it awkwardly, like, you know, one-handed driving. Like, I, I think I could enjoy that. I think that could be that could be all right. Um, all right. Last question from uh, my delightful son, Triple Turtle eighty eight. He wants to know what uh, upcoming game release do you think would win Game of the Year? So, a game that is not out yet this year that could win Game of the Year. Do you have any thoughts? <laughs> that, what what's coming? Uh, you know what games are coming out? Yeah, attention. I was going to say I'm a little. Yeah. I'm a little behind the curve on what actually is coming out this year, to be honest. Oh, that that zombie game. That's the only game I know that's coming out. Oh, yeah, yeah, the uh, Left 4 like Dead. Dead. That could one. be cool. That could be cool. Yeah. I think Far Cry 6 is coming out this year. Um, uh, is it? I thought it got pushed back uh, to next. I think it got pushed to third quarter this year, I believe. Mm. Um, I could be wrong, though. So uh, I, that could be good. Probably not game of the year, but could be good. Um, I'm really excited. The one game that I'm really, really, well, two games will be coming out this year. I'm really excited about, um, what's it called? Tw- 12 minutes or 21 minutes yeah. or yeah. some, some number and then minutes. Like, I don't know if that's a game of the year contender, but I'm really excited to try that. It's like a, a game with a time loop where you have to try and, I don't know, save your wife from something. Um, and, uh, shoot, I'm trying to remember the name of it. It's being published by Finji. It's like a role-playing game, kind of Link-esque, where he plays an adorable little fox. Um, and for some reason, that is escaping me. I can't remember what that's called. That game looks pretty cool, too. So I don't know if any game I'm going to play this year is actually going to be a, a serious game of the year contender amongst the mainstream media, but there's a lot of games I'm excited about. So. Yeah. <laughs> Mine so far is Crash Land, yeah. so, you know, like if, that's where I'm at. see. I've only beat two games this year. I don't know if I'm willing to, to choose a, a game of the year quite yet in February, but uh, that's all right. Okay, so do you have a game of the year thought, Dylan? Um, I don't know when Baldur's Gate 3 is supposed to officially release, good. but if that comes out this year, I'm guessing it's going to be that, based on kind of what it is so far and knowing how fantastic Divinity was, like, that's... It's going to be a, a home run, I think. Yeah. No, I can absolutely get behind it. I was actually thinking about Divinity the other t- day. I need to finish Divinity. Original Sin 2 out. That I always think about finishing it, and I'm like, it's been too long. I, like, I kind of went back to playing. I was like, what was I doing? I don't... I think I remember enough of the plot to pick it up, but I'm not sure I remember yeah. enough of the... 
like i think i'm also in a spot where i'm just like having trouble navigating to where i'm supposed to go i think i actually kind of figured it out the last time i played maybe but i'm i'm trapped between not wanting to spend another like 40 or 50 hours in that game and also desperately wishing i'd played the first 40 or 50 hours on the pc because like the further you get into that game the more problematic playing it on a console is um Oh, yeah. So what I'm actually hoping is that someday that game will get cross-progression. <laughs> and I can yeah, that'd be cool. push it. I would actually love that because there was probably some times I'd chill in bed with the Switch. Yeah, yeah. wouldn't that be great? And play it. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, cheap free games. We're going to talk about a uh, little bit from the Epic Game Store. Absolute Drift Zen Edition um, actually looks really fun. It's like a, a super chill... I'm not even going to say racing game. It's a game about driving around and learning how to drift your car on courses. Um, it looks like super minimal. Um, but I watched a, a video of it this morning. I'm like, I could kind of get into this game. It's like, unfortunately, it's an Epic Games game, so I'll probably never play it. Um, but it definitely looked like a game that would be super fun on the Switch. Like, see if maybe it exists there. It looked kind of like a, just kind of a chill game to play on. Um, and then Rage 2 is the other game coming out next week, which... Um, Let's see. I played it. You played it. Cole, what would you give Rage Two? Like a, I did didn't not like, like it. it. Yeah, and to me, like it was like a no. solid seven, maybe seven and a half. It's it's one of those games that like it goes on for way too long, like way too long. Um, if it had been, I'm gonna say that game's like twenty or twenty five hours, and it would have been way better if it had been like twelve, because like the mechanics of it were fun. I like shooting things, yeah. but. Uh, it gotta goes on forever, so that, that's all right though. It's free, like for free, it's worth it. A uh, couple speaking of other free games, I guess we're in the free game section, so all these things are going to be free, really, kind of to some degree. Uh, coming to Game Pass starting tomorrow or today, I guess if you're listening to this game, this uh, podcast on a release day. Code Vein is coming out on February, uh, coming to PC on February 18th. Code Vein, I believe, is that new. Uh, that's the like kind of Shinobi game, right? Is that am I thinking am I thinking right? Which one? Code Vein? Am I wrong? Oh no, that's I'm sorry, that is not that. It's an action role playing game uh by Bandai. Uh came out last year. So that's coming to PC tomorrow. Uh in the not too distant future, a mysterious disaster has collapsed the world as we know it. Uh that could be pretty cool. Uh coming out also tomorrow on cloud and console is Pillars of Eternity 2 Deadfire Ultimate Edition. That's a, a big old obsidian role-playing game. I've played the first one a little bit. It was cool. Did you play Pillars of Eternity at all, Dylan? I have not played that. Yet. It's good. It's good. Like, I mean, if you just like I mean, it's very like old school obsidian, kind of the um shoot, what are their what are the old school Obsidian games I'm trying to think of? Um, oh, brain went away. It doesn't matter. I'm sure you'll like it. Play it. Uh, Wreckfest is coming. It's escaping me. Too. Right. Uh, Baldur's Gate. Uh, we just talked about it. Baldur's Gate. And uh, yeah, it was. Baldur's what's the Gate, ice right? one? Uh, ice Dale. Icewind Dale. Yeah. Very reminiscent of those. Both good games. Uh, coming out on cloud console and PC is Wreckfest. Break all the rules and take full contact racing to the limit with Wreckfest. Ex- epic crashes, neck-to-neck fights, blah, 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 blah. Could be cool. Uh, a, this is actually a good one. Coming to cloud and console on February 23rd is Killer Queen Black. We've talked about that game a lot. If you want a really, really wackadoo, fun couch co-op game, like I think that game, I think it has online play, but I gotta think that that game is probably best when played on the couch with other people. Um, Killer Queen, I think so. Killer too. Queen Black is very good. Uh, we should we should try and get it, get an online 
game of that together though because i'm kind of curious how it would work probably probably be fun to stream um february 25th coming to cloud console and pc is dirt 5 uh racing game uh coming to console february 25th is elite dangerous which is kind of cool i've always wanted to play that um and have never done it i own it on pc and just have never quite got around to it it's i hear it's big and kind of slow but really cool so give elite a try it was one of my like (laughs) Sounds dumb, but the original Elite was one of my very favorite games on the Commodore 64, even though I was trash at it and didn't understand how it worked at all. Loved the idea of that game. And then uh, also coming out February 25th on the PC is Super Hot Mind Control Delete, which is the big, like, DLC expansion for Super Hot. And Super Hot is absolutely awesome. You guys have you guys have both played Super Hot, right? A little oh, bit. So good. I don't think I played it yeah oh you should it's it's so good in vr like if you can play super hot in vr play super hot in vr because it's dope all right troll corner first off we are going to talk about a game called six days in fallujah um and like if you're not up to speed on this game it was a game that originally i think was supposed to come out in 2010 i want to say like 10 or 11 years ago yeah. um it was going to be published i want to say by konami and then they decided that making a war game about one of the most controversial battles in like the history of the Middle East maybe wasn't a good idea, um, especially because there's a real, real, real good chance that the United States committed some whoopsie-doodle war crimes um, during the <laughs> battles of Fallujah. There were two of them. Um, and so they, they dropped the game. And then... It uh, recently got picked up by a... I, I don't remember the name of the studio. It doesn't really matter. Like, I don't want to give this dude any more props than he's getting, I guess. Um, but I think it's actually a guy who used to be involved with Halo is bringing this game out. And, like, here, there, whatever. Um, the big thing that they, they, they announced they're making Six Days in Fallujah, and everyone was like, oh, my God, how can you guys even do that? They're like, don't worry. This game's not going to be political at all. And I'm like, <laughs> you're making a war game about what ultimately was one of the most controversial battles of the Iraq war um, where tens of thousands of civilians were killed. Uh, Maybe not tens of thousands of civilians, but tens of thousands of of Iraqi people were killed, including a ton of civilians. They used white phosphorus to like burn down buildings and told everyone in the city, like, Hey, you guys were, you guys got to leave. We're going to like, there's bad guys here. You got to get out. And they're like, Oh, so we can all leave. They're like, well, yes, unless you happen to be a male between the ages of 15 and 55, (laughs) in which case you could be an insurgent. As long as you just stay inside, you're going to be fine. That ultimately was maybe not as true as you might hope. Um, but anyways, they've come out and just like, no, 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 it's fine. It's just a war game. We're just shooting brown people. Don't worry about it. It'll be absolutely okay. No politics involved at all. And like, I don't, whatever if you want to make a game that's fine but you cannot make a war game about (laughs) the iraq war any of them i don't care which one you're doing and saying like no it's not political at all like those wars were based on (laughs) terrible politics like didn't like the the activision or some ceo go like call of duty it's yeah yeah Really what I'm getting at here, people, is like, you can you can say your games aren't political, but you're just lying. You're lying to me, you're lying to you, you're lying to everyone who's playing your game. Like, unless, you're, unless your war game is literally like the red people shooting the green people, and maybe they're not people, but aliens. I don't know. Like, back in the day, 
when I worked retail, like one of the big things that was like a thing at that time was, oh, no, 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 don't worry. When you shoot the bad guys, they don't bleed red. They bleed green. So like they're maybe right. not people even. And at the time I was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like you're still shooting people that are still bleeding. But I've actually kind of come around on that idea that like maybe you we should. bleed the same. Yeah, maybe we should stop having good guys and bad guys. And it's just like random alien one is shooting random alien two. Because I don't think you can make a war game now without just being crappy. Like that's that's kind of where I'm I'm landing. Like, let's just have them all be aliens. We don't have to worry about whether they're the good guys or the bad guys or the United States or anybody else, with the exception of Nazis. We can shoot Nazis from now until end of time. But I, I sent you a gif of Hitler being shot in yeah, the ball. like, let's do that all the time. But, man, like, I think we need to stop making just, like, random Middle Eastern people the bad guys. Um, like, go watch Wonder Woman 2. You'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, because it's just stupid and... I don't know, kind of racist and Islamophobic and crappy. But anyway, Six Years of Days at Fallujah is a terrible idea, and I think it's being funded by the CIA. The guy said it's not, but I don't really believe him. <laughs> so, whatever. I would highly recommend you go... Uh, uh, Rami Ismail is a, he made uh, the Nuclear Throne video game, and I was going to say you should go read the thread he had on it, because it was really good. I retweeted it yesterday, but unfortunately, he deleted his Twitter account today after a lot of stuff. So I don't know, maybe go see if you can find it saved somewhere. It was, it was, it was good. It was like probably about the only person that actually had a, a real, probably like not as only one of the few people that really can talk about this game, but maybe should be. So whatever. Um, Stadia. Well, let's talk about Stadia some more. <laughs> so first of all, I think you should know there's nine new games coming up for Stadia. They're real great. Um, on top of that, like we talked about two weeks ago, they uh, kind of killed all their internal studios. The reason they're in Troll Corner is because five days before they nuked all those studios, they sent a report to all of them saying like, man, you guys are doing so great. We are so happy with all your progress. Like, this is fantastic. Um, the best joke about this I've read on Twitter was uh, there's actually apparently still a lot of lag uh, in online gaming, if uh, if that's the results, so I don't know. I, do you? Does anyone here? Do you believe that Stadia will be around December thirty first, twenty twenty one? Yes, but like it will be like one of those things where like it, it's going to shut down. Do you soon. believe that? Do you, you believe know? that it'll be around in twenty twenty one? And they'll say, by the way, like we, it's still around in twenty twenty one, but its official shutdown date is February third, twenty twenty two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> Still time to get your games off there, guys. We've worked it out with Steam where you can just move that game over to Steam. <laughs> I don't know. I, I want to love it. I really do. But I don't know. Adam plays it. Adam's got a, a Stadia. He digs it. I know uh, knew a couple people who do. So That controller's going to look great in a shadow box. <sighs> the controller is cool, isn't it? I like the controller a lot. I don't know. It's got no. some orange bits on it. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Why? Why does Google do? I this? don't know, man. Like, why does Google do why anything? Why do I build things search? to destroy things? Yeah. Like, I don't. I don't know, man. It's all good. You also have you have the financial ability to actually make something. Awesome wait, wait. You're too. saying with trillions of dollars, you think you could make a video game, Dylan? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. 
they, the, the, I think the, I don't know, the CEO, the head of the, the game division at least, was quoted the other day as saying that the reason, one of the reasons they decided to kill it was because Microsoft bought Bethesda. And, they're like, and people are literally like, why does that matter? And they're like, I don't know, because it sounded good to sound by, <laughs> like didn't offer any details, just like, I don't know, Microsoft bought Bethesda, it, it was just demoralizing to us. I'm like, okay. I, I would like if they like, what does that mean? They're like, no, you shut up. <laughs> like, well, literally, I read the quote, and it was not that far away from that call. It was pretty dang close. So It was like, take your Google money and go buy something else. Like, I don't... I think it's very... Make it a Netflix model. Everyone's going to pay $10 a month, and they have access to a game library. Yeah. That's how you made this successful. You didn't do it. Shame on you. I... Do you think it's very interesting that probably two of the companies that have the most money in the entire world, Google and Amazon, can't make a video game to save their damn lives. Like, yeah. I My only thing is, is I assume what it, is that they don't want to throw money at it. That like, it will take a while for it to be a money maker and they just don't want to take I, that time. I don't know about Google. I don't know what Stadia's problem is just besides poor planning. Um, I've heard that the problem with Amazon, and this was this came out like I'm gonna say two or three weeks ago in a Jason Schreier report, is the guy who runs the games division at Amazon is a dude with no background in video games. He like he I think he was part of AWS before this. He's he's a longtime Amazon guy who they shuttle over to the game division because he'd been really good at other things, but doesn't have any games background. And they run like it's it's like a there's a lot of problems with like diversity and like it's got a real like good old boys kind of feel like with a lot of misogyny sprinkled on top of that and uh he's just like not a great manager and they just can't figure it out and it's like i just wonder if i wonder if the secret to something like that is like if you look at how microsoft you look at how sony does it they have they own studios but those studios are to uh, uh, some degree kind of independent of what they do. Um, they kind of have their autonomy. Yeah, like, you know, we, we give This is why I don't money. understand why Google or Amazon can't just buy a studio and be like, make us That's what games. they did. They bought two of them. And, I mean, I guess they, they bought one and then well, built another, but... What they didn't take into account is that Microsoft was going to buy guess, the I guess, yeah. I, I, but I really do wonder. I really wonder why, why they don't just go out and spend a two billion dollars and buy like eight studios you know buy eight like mid-tier studios and just say like hey guys you're one of us now make some cool games like we're just going to fund you keep making cool games we're not going to get in your way and maybe the problem is is the not getting in your way part um it, like if i had to guess that's actually the problem is that they're used to used to being able to micromanage and push and shove and get things exactly how they want it and that's kind of like that doesn't work great when you're making video games. I think it's honestly kind of the same reason that Star Wars video games aren't great is because Disney's too hands-on. Um, yeah. They want things to be too perfect. They they require a lot of control over how things can be seen and what can be shown and what's going to be canon. And I think that's that's part of why Disney games aren't great or uh, why uh, X Star Wars Star Wars games aren't great. So. I don't know. Give me a bunch of money. Give me $2 billion. I'll make you a good video game. That's what I'm saying right now. Yeah, I'll, I'll make uh, checkers too. Like, so for $2 billion, I get a good video game and you'll make me checkers? No, checkers too. It's a sequel to checkers. Oh. 
What's it's the second checkers? What game. what would you envision being uh like in the sequel to Checkers? A third checker. It's white. So you have black, it's, red, and white. Oh. So it's a three player game now. It's like a no. <laughs> One person controls uh, both of them. <laughs> it's it's PvPVE. Actually, oh. there's a enemy checkers. I would play I would play checkers too. That sounds good, I, Dylan. I think I mean quite honestly, Dylan, if you're getting two billion dollars, why aren't you making checks quest too? That's true. We'll get checks on board. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's enough of our bullshit for a week. I don't know. Uh, we're Bite Me Podcast. You can find more about us at bitemepodcast.com. Run pretty much exclusively now by my good friend Rich. Thank you, Rich, for posting stuff because otherwise Woo! that wouldn't happen. Uh, you can go find us on the social medias at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.com slash Bite Me Podcast. Rich, if you want to run those too, man, I'm. I'm saying someone else wants to run them like that's cool. I'll I'll give you my Instagram login like just just go post video game things. Try to keep it like not racist like that'd be cool. Um, You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash bite me podcast. You can join our discord by going to bite me podcast.com slash discord. You can support our extra life team by going to bite me podcast.com slash extra life. You can support Colby by Venmoing him pizza money at colby.venmo.com I don't have a Venmo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's us. Thank you for coming, Dylan. Woo! No, that's not right. Oh, oh, shoot. I, do it again, Dylan. I talked over you. I didn't mean to. Bite me. Okay. Bite me. Welcome to Bite Me Podcast, your one-stop shop for all video game news. Okay, Steve, people, that's the reason we don't let Colby do the intro, because that's what it would sound like. This is the real intro now, but we, I don't know, we're already in. It's episode 222. It's not, it's not, but Dylan, it's all we can do. Anyway, that's Colby. I'm Cliff. There's Dylan. I, Say hey, Dylan. I'm coast to coast like butter on toast. Do you think we should start like a a morning zoo radio <laughs> show? Oh, wooga. I feel that between Dylan, I find that we have we probably have enough radio experience to start a bad radio morning show. Like not a good one. I'm not saying we'd be successful, but there might be something there, right? I've told you my it, idea, right? and you still won't go for it. <sighs> what was it? It was uh, like woke morning zoo. Uh, called Soy Boy and the Cock, and it's just it's just Morning Zoo, but it's just like super like super woke. I mean, that's not terrible, right? <laughs> it would sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh well, it says it's recording on mine. So, what does it say on yours, Call? Recording. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. <laughs>
All right, I'm going to stop.